welcome to the second season of our triune pod we are still preparing you to praise join me the reverend nick comiskey and the reverend bendy hart for a conversation about low-key theology lived experience and often unrelated pop culture as we break down one of the psalms we hope it's an inspiring maybe a bit irreverent but mostly helpful way to get you ready for some god time We are here for another episode of our triune pod. This one will be titled sweet home, Alabama. <laughs> Benjamin, you're there. How are you doing? I'm great, man. Everyone's been super nice, hospitable, all the cliches, but it's been, it's been real. So made a 10 hour drive on Monday, uh, completed the journey with four hours on Tuesday, got to my host's house who had a big dinner ready for me. My first day was yesterday, which was kind of a whirlwind, but you know, every new job's a whirlwind. And we're here recording on my second day. So podcast is coming out a little late this week, but have no fear. It's coming. Give me the lay of the land, man. You know, office politics, um, narratives, like who's in trauma. Like, give me give me the rundown. Yeah, well, they're all listeners now, so I've got to be careful. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I will say I have this massive office. Uh, which is, you know, in New York, space is at a premium. So like, it's like startup style. We're all there together. But in Sweet Home, Alabama, the real estate is cheap. And so I've got something that I don't deserve. And it's glorious. That's good, man. Did you watch the, the college football game? Has that been on, on people's minds? And so actually, I, I listened to it on the radio on the, on the drive down because I was driving on, on Monday. And I'll okay. have to tell you that listening to football on the radio is underrated. It's actually pretty wow. fun. Oh, okay. It's, uh, who, of course. Who, did, who, does, who does the game? Was it local or was it like ESPN national? Radio? Uh, it was, yeah, ESPN AM kind of thing. Yeah. So, but yeah, no interruptions. Got it the whole way. It kept me, you know, going for those last four hours. Um, I'm in Alabama, so uh, I'm sure I have a lot of Alabama fans as parishioners. Um, <laughs> yeah, the morning upon my arrival. Yeah. But thanks be to God, I wasn't here yet because maybe they would have blamed me for their loss. Oh, that's know. true. Yeah. I was in uh, Virginia and Tennessee, so you can't blame me. That's good. That's good. All right. Um, well, we are not here to talk about sports. We're here to, to marinate in God's holy word. Uh, the appointed psalm for the second Sunday of, after Epiphany is mm. Psalm 36, verses 5 through 10. And it goes like this. Your love, O Lord, reaches to the heavens and your faithfulness to the clouds. Your righteousness is like the strong mountains, your justice like the great deep. You save both man and beast, O Lord. How priceless is your love, O God. Your people take refuge under the shadow of your wings. They feast upon the abundance of your house. You give them drink from the river of your delights. For with you is the well of life, and in your light, we see light. Continue your loving kindness to those who know you and your favor to those who are true of heart. Nick, I mean, what's more beautiful than this psalm? And it's not just beautiful and uh, the, the words chosen are pretty or it's well-written, but your love, O oh Lord, reaches to the heavens. And there's kind of this, you know, your 
your love, you know, goes as high as is possible. Your justice goes down to the great deep. So that juxtaposition between high and low, and it's really showing us that God loves us, that God saves both man and beast, how priceless his love is. He's so good that we take refuge under the shadow of his wings. So this really is, this is a song of praise to a God who really does love us despite everything. And then the, the psalm really ends with that. It, this is all within the context of a prayer. Continue this great love toward us who know you, your favor to those who are true of heart. Now, I know I preach this all the time. I think about this all the time. I, I'm a gospel-aholic. For those of you who know listeners, I'm a mockingbird guy. Uh, but when I read this, I, I, it's almost like I want to tear up every time because there's something in me, and I think there's something in a lot of us that doesn't really believe that God is for us. We're so, we have the, this notion of the capricious pagan God so embedded in us. And, and maybe that has to do with our consciences, right? Like it's, uh, I, I gave an illustration this past Sunday about how for me, when I wake up in the morning, my defenses are at an all time low. And all of those voices that say you are not enough or you are a piece of junk or remember that sin that you committed or that betrayal that you committed, uh, well, that is who you really are. And if that's who I really am, how could the all-knowing, all-seeing God of the universe still be for me? And yet a psalm like this, your love, O Lord, reaches to the heavens, high above any sin that I could commit. And your justice to the great deep, as low as I can go, and uh, yeah, so it's just, you can see why a lot of CCM artists, the contemporary Christian artists, use this as the, a song of praise. Reaches to the heavens. Thank you, Third Day. <laughs> is that Third Day? Is, um, is, okay, yeah, no, I was, <laughs> dude, did you, okay, one of my favorite things that's happened thus far in 2022, short time, obviously, is the admission but I learned, you know, so did you watch the steel? You probably were doing something, but Sunday night was like the craziest NFL game I've ever seen in my entire life. That chargers Raiders game. Unbelievable. Cause of the tie and the Steelers and whatever. So uh, it was like, it came out on Monday that Ben Roethlisberger, the, you know, the uh, quarterback for the Steelers watched the entire game. Um, FaceTiming with the lead singer from Mercy Me, you know, that Christian like rock <laughs> band. So there was like they shared video of Roethlisberger putting on a, a Raiders helmet after they kicked the game winning field goal. And the dude from Mercy Me is just like, yeah, man, crazy. But anyway, that's just image is very, very funny to me. But anyway, big bang. Roethlisberger broke out and I can only imagine that song, the great Mercy Me song. <laughs> totally that's right that's okay yeah i was getting mercy me in third day confused yeah um yeah man that's cool i um i don't i don't always relate to to that if i'm being totally honest what, i don't know what? i don't you just feel loved all the time yeah i kind of do i mean maybe, maybe this, he feels like he's enough i kind of do i mean i don't i not i, I that do. i don't that not like self-aggrandizing. Like I, I'm very in touch with my own weaknesses um, and my own like- internalize the goodness of God in a way that I, I'm lacking. 
yeah, it, it probably has something to do with my parents. <laughs> I guess I've just always been like, yeah, of course I'm like not perfect. Who's perfect? Of course I don't meet all my standards. Nobody does that. But you know, I'm a human being, something in and of itself. What I was really drawn to, um, and this is, you know, in some ways less positive, but um, and I'm kind of coming basing this off a of commentary, but for six in the prayer book, your righteousness is like the strong mountains, your justice like the great deep. Um, and what the author was talking about is how, you know, mountains, gr- strong mountains and the great deep, there's mystery there. There's like, mm-hmm. you don't know what's in there in the great deep. You don't know what's up there on the strong mountains. And what it's suggesting is, you know, God's providence. And we know from scriptures, of course, that God is for us um, and that God is gracious and kind. But a lot of what God does is mysterious. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't always align with our expectations. So God is trustworthy and good, but God isn't necessarily safe. And this side of the eschaton, the justice of God is like the great deep in that we don't know how everything is going to work out. Like in, in, in lived experience, it's not all Pollyanna, you know, the, yeah. the unjust go unpunished. And the goods and the and the righteous suffer. And so even though we affirm, you know, because of God's word and because of the testimony of Jesus that it all works out in the end, there is a sense in which the justice of God is like the great deep. It's somewhat mysterious. The righteousness of God is like the strong mountains. It's it's hard to see. Um, maybe it's because I'm reading all this Catherine Soninger, you know, like the uh, the mystery of the Godhead and God's objectivity are very real to me, are becoming realer to me by virtue of this book. But I don't know. I think that was just an alternative, not an alternative, like contradictory, but it's just playing with that image and thinking about how mountains and the deep is impenetrable and God in God's self, in some ways, is kind of in- impenetrable. It's a mystery. You know, we, we, you know, we know what is not, but we have a hard time clarifying exactly what it is. Yeah. And I think bringing these two thoughts together, I think that more than just, you know, me grappling with my own sin or my own worthiness or this and that, and God loves me anyway, it's also a promise that in the midst of the great unknown, in the midst of the setbacks of life, in the midst of you know, maybe I'm not where I want to be, or things aren't going the way I want them to, that God does love us, that, you know, what you're touching on seems to be Luther's notion of the the hiddenness of God, those areas Mm. of God's character and his action, where we kind of long to look, but we don't understand. And as you said, evil seems to at times kind of rule the day. We're not really sure how God's sovereignty and providence is being played out. But in the midst of that uncertainty, in the midst of the great deep, the strong mountains, God's for us. God's got a plan. And this is not some fideistic, like we shouldn't try to figure things out. But on some level, like there is mystery. There's an impact. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we cling to the revealed God. You know, we don't dwell in the ambiguity of the, of the hidden God to use that Luther language. I think, I think what it is, is it's, it's, yeah, it's to say it very succinctly. It reminds you, it drains the Psalm of like sentimentality. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like, yeah, God is for us, but God's righteousness is like the strong mountains. His justice is like the great deep. He is for you. And what makes God being for you so startling and amazing is that he is impenetrable because he is God and we are not, you know, I think that's kind of what I'm 
playing off there. You know, the other image, of course, um, the, you know, dude, I have heard from like a number of people about the undress me Jesus thing. And <laughs> that really, that really <laughs> resonated. Uh, no, just in a funny way. It's just like, okay. it's just like a very evocative, really funny phrase, you know? <laughs> so speaking of undressing me Jesus, the, uh, you know, with you is the well of life. A lot of translations, like I think the King James uses the fountain of life in your light. We see light. And what is the, what the psalmist is doing is that which our grammar, you know, our English teachers corrected us for in high school is like mixing metaphors, you know, is God a fountain or is God a light, you know, it's two different things. Yeah. Uh, and of course the answer is both, but um, can I read you what Augustine does here and how it points us to Christ in both ways? It's like, it's just such frank, very funny prose. I found it really inspiring. Is that cool? Can't wait. The reality. So eschatologically, Christ is the fountain of life. The reality, this is Augustine, is that a fountain is light also. You may call it what you will, because it is not what you call it. You cannot find a suitable name because it is not captured by any one name. If you were to say that it is light and only light, someone might object. What then was the point of telling me that I am no longer to hunger and thirst? Can anyone eat light? <laughs> Yes, but prepare your throat too, because the reality that is light is also a fountain, a fountain because it drenches the thirsty, light because it illumines the blind. Here below, the two may be separated, but there you will never flag because there will be a fountain for you and you will never walk in darkness for there is light. Mm. Augustine, man, like, does it get better than that guy? Did we need to write anything after him? I'm not sure. Uh, that's definitely sad. don't need a pod pod anything but yeah, yeah. but please yeah. share your take <laughs> grossly unnecessary but here we are uh, yeah just continue with our our thought about you know because I, I like what you said i mean i definitely don't want to be misunderstood as you know i i read about the love of god and i equate that with like you know the ending of a an awful rom rom-com um, I think that this text even has it, right? That the love of God, God's faithfulness, righteousness, justice, this priceless love, light comes into the darkness and eradicates it. And for you and me who don't measure up, sure, we're human, we're loved anyway, but our God is, you, is that you. light that's going to take out that darkness in us. And at times, that's not going to feel good. But that's real love. That's not sentimental, happy ending, happily ever after kind of love. This is the kind of love that's not going to leave us to our own devices, not going to leave us to our negative character traits, to our addictions, this and that. Uh, but we can be assured that Christ is the light of light is going to make us well. And that's why we pray. Continue your loving kindness to us. Amen. Ben, my friend, south of the Mason-Dixon line. <laughs> <laughs> you brought me back. You brought me over. Roll Tide, uh, War Eagle, however you're going to land. Uh, why, don't you, why don't you pray us out, man? Right, here we go. Your love, O Lord, reaches to the heavens. Your faithfulness to the clouds. Your righteousness is like the strong mountains. Your justice like the great deep. You save both man and beast, O Lord. How priceless is your love, O God. Your people take refuge under the shadow of your wings. They feast upon the abundance of your house. 
you give them drink from the river of your delights. For with you is the well of life, and in your light we see light. Continue your loving kindness to those who know you, and your favor to those who are true of heart. How about that episode of Our Trying Pod? Now that you've been prepped for praise, won't you do us a solid and subscribe and review? We promise to keep the outlandish illustrations coming. So be sure to join us for another episode of your absolute favorite podcast.